welcome everyone to Authors on the Air. Happy New Year to you. I'm so glad you're with me today. My name is Pam Stack. I'm your host. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. It is only fitting that my first guest for January 2020 is the magnificent Hank Philippi Ryan. Uh, Suspense Magazine and Mystery Scene Magazine call The Murder List the book of the year. And according to all the best of lists that I've seen, The Murder List is right up there along with, with maybe five or six others. It is a fantastic psychological suspense book, uh, the likes of which Hank has not written before. It's a, it's a total twist on something you never expect to see coming. Talk about an unreliable narrator. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with Hank other than her writing, and that's pretty amazing, I don't know if you know that she was also, um, she's also a television investigative journalist in Boston. She has won 36 Emmys and 14, I think, Edward R. Murrow Awards, including many others in her profession. Um, she's been awarded for her books for everything across the board, including the, the prestigious Mary Higgins Clark, the Anthony, the Agatha, the McCavity, the, uh, the Seamus, and the Daphne. So it is with my high honor and praise. I welcome my friend Hank Philippi Ryan. Hank, welcome back to Authors on the Air. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. My gift from you was listening to that amazing introduction. You know, oh, you're so sweet. Wow, that's that's pretty great. Thank you. Yes. You know, you, when, when when I'm having a bad writing day, um, and I think, gosh, how did I me. ever think I could possibly <laughs> do this? Um, I'm just going to play back what you just said over and over. Well, I think you should. Or just pick up the phone and call me. You know, it, it's not like we don't email each other enough. So you're absolutely welcome to get in touch with me. You know, um, when I was talking about the murder list, I wasn't joking when I said everybody has it on their best of list. Um, You know, you've been on a lot of best of lists. Does it ever get old? Come on. No, um, I'm so thrilled with the response to the murder list and to all the other books. It's so, you know, it's interesting. We sit, I sit in my little office and I'm wondering what the story will be. I'm looking for the story every day. I have no idea what's going to happen next in my book. Sometimes I'll just burst out laughing as I'm writing because I think, wow, who'd have thought that would happen? So right. when I when I get to the end of the book, it's a surprise to me as well. Um, and that's a real joy for me of writing. Um, Sue Grafton used to call that the magic that yes. come out of our our um, author brains and our imagination that we can't predict. So that's the fun of it to me. And then when it turns out to be a book that people love, you know, that is so that, I mean, that's it, the mag- that's the magic too. Because the fact of the matter is, you really uh, I know writers have to write. I've heard that over and over again, but you are in an entertainment profession, even though I know for a lot of writers it does not feel like that. But when you entertain so many people that they're voting for your book as being number one of everything they've read, that has got to be a wonderful feeling for you. Well, you know, do I have to write? I don't know if that's true. 
do I have to tell stories? That's true. I've been a television reporter ah. for 43 years. You yeah. know, I've wired myself with hidden cameras and gone undercover and in disguise and confronted corrupt politicians and chased down criminals. You know, this is storytelling. This is this is yes. finding secrets and revealing them. And all those Emmys you talked about, that's about discovering a secret and getting to tell that story. And that's and that's what I do in my fiction as well. I'm looking yes. for what secrets people have and then revealing them to readers and to me. And so I guess it was, I may have been Harlan Coben who told me to write the kind of book you love to read. To read, yes. Yeah, because if you, if you love them when you're writing them, that passion comes through on the page. And your readers can tell. They can tell that you loved this um, as you wrote it. And that, that's, what I, that's what I strive to do. When you sit down to begin a new book, are you nervous? Are you excited? Are you fearful? Or are you a combination of those things? Well, you know, it's interesting. A writer friend of mine told me that she keeps um, a book diary and that she writes down every day how she feels as she's writing, and then she can go back later. Yeah, so I thought that was a great idea. So I tried it a couple of times. I think I lasted about five days each time because <laughs> I thought, why am I writing this? Why am I writing this? I should just be writing my book. But I did go back just the other day, funnily enough, and looked at one. And on day one, it said, day one, page one, I have no idea. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Pam... That's how I feel every time. I, you know what I do? I know that I have a certain amount of months, maybe nine or ten months to write my book. I know uh-huh. how many words that has to be, maybe 100,000 words. And I divide 100,000 words by how many day it is, days it is and subtract a month so I can edit. And then I write that many words a day. It turns out to be about 540 words a day. And what happens? I'm going to do that. Um, and... 540 words a day is a doable thing. I can succeed at that. I can I can write 540 words. That's you know, what you know two pages. So that's a doable thing. At the end of 540 words, I succeed. At the end of every writing day, I think yes, I did my words, and I know because I've organized the timing that if I did that every day, I would be done in time. So some days I'll write more than that. My secret goal is a thousand words, but I'm not going to say that because I may not do that. Right. But I let myself succeed, and that is the fuel that gets me to the desk the next day, saying, "Okay, now today I'm going to get, I'm going to win again." So I let myself win. I let myself succeed. It's interesting that you say that because I think of all the things that you do outside of your two very busy careers, um, your your career as an investigative journalist and your career as a very successful national best-selling author of 11 mysteries now I think it is and um, all the awards presentations that you attend all the blurbing that you do for other writers in kind um, all the media opportunities that you give us to talk to you about your book your blogging Uh, I just read today career authors wonderful article on um, 
on, uh, you know, what if you get rejected? Um, and in, and you also have been in a very long-term successful marriage, and you are involved with the lyric opera in the lyric stage in Boston, of which you founded the Lyrics First Curtain program, which provides um, a theater experience for underprivileged kids. It's an amazing thing you do. Hank, you have to be, you know, when you say you have a goal set for yourself, do you have a strategy for both your personal and your professional and your social life that keeps you on task so that you're always reaching the goals that you set for yourself? Well, that is a pretty interesting question, and you're making me think about that a little bit. I'm very organized, as you could hear by my 540 words a day. Yes. I I have lists and lists and lists of things. Um, sometimes I put things on my to-do list that I've already done so I can cross them off and have the fun of crossing them off even though I already did them. Um, I like doing that, too. Uh, uh, I'm not list maker. that gratifying? Absolutely. That's it's gratifying. a great thing to do. I highlight it and then go back and cross it off again. So, oh, I'm going to try that. I'm definitely going to yeah. try that. So I think, you know, one of the things that gets people bogged down, and if I could make this sort of judgment, is that, it feels like there's so much to do, and we have this free-floating anxiety about how we're never going to get done with it all. But we don't know what it all is. So exactly. if you make a list and you say, oh, well, that's kind of doable, and, I'm, and I am, will be the first to tell you that sometimes I make a list and I say, oh, my gosh, I can never do all that. That's just not going to happen. I mean, the number of times I've said to myself, that's not going to happen is myriad. But – then I say, okay, it's not going to happen. Which things do you need to do? What are your which priorities? Thing, which, thing, right. which thing do you need to do next? I mean, someone right. said to me um, today, I think it was, you know, when are you going to do X, Y, and Z? When are you appearing at X, Y, and Z? And I said, you know, all I know is it's not tomorrow. Right. I don't have to do that tomorrow. Um, right. And so, I, you know, I, I have this system if this doesn't sound strange, I have the system of, I think, ooh, I'm worrying about this. Do I need to worry about this now? And I get, I judge, I stop, and I say, no, I don't need to worry about this now. Okay, when do I need to worry about this? Then I calculate. I need to worry about this next Tuesday. Okay, right. I will not worry about it till next Tuesday. And then I take it out of my brain. You know, it's on my list. I write Tuesday Absolutely. I take it out of my brain, and my brain is not cluttered with me asking myself over and over, do I need to do this? I, what I need to do is write my book. You know, what I need to do is, I mean, I wrote the murder list in a very organized way. I don't know. I didn't know what the ending was going to be, as I said. Right. Um, but I know that the design of the book will emerge, and writing the book is the most important thing to me. It has to be. I mean, being a wife, being a you know a step grandmother, and having my family life is in, is incredibly important. You know we have one life, and if we don't savor that, then how silly is that? So I go right. out and look at the moon. I go out and walk through the garden and see what flowers are coming and going. I look for birds. I take walks. I you know I just be here instead of worrying about 
what am I going to do next and what am I going to do next and what am I going to do next because then you're never really where you are. You're very mindful and very purposeful about what you're when you're taking time for you because isn't that how you drive from your energy reserves if you don't take time for you? Well, you have to because you know you'll you just burn out and get frazzled, and I just right. don't really have time for that. I mean, I, I think about how driven I have been in my life, just absolutely working all the time. There were years. As a, as a young reporter, where I never took a day off. I would never take a day off, let alone a vacation. And it was funny. You know, I met my husband 27 years ago, 25 maybe, by, by mis- just not by chance, completely by chance. And uh-huh. I actually was out of town, and I didn't call into the office for two days. And my producer called me, and she said, are you Okay. And I said, yes, why? And she said, well, you haven't called here for for 48 hours. And that was the first time she'd ever even encountered me not calling in. But Interesting. Because I had fallen in love. You know, that's what happened. So I love that. I'm very driven, very hardworking, very focused, very organized, but I really do, I'm really careful about taking the time to, you know, I look at, you know, I can, I can, I can confess to you, I look at my books, those 11 now, almost 12 books lined up on my shelf, and I think, you know, I accomplished that. No matter what yes, happens in the future, those books are all there. I, I did that. Um, you know, you've got to have a storage unit for all the awards you've gotten, too. I mean, besides your besides your television awards and, and all those, you 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 know, you've won all the book awards, and and you've got to have a storage place for that or a little Hank shrine somewhere. Oh, well, you're so funny. Yeah. Well, come over and see. You know, I have an office where I write, um, uh-huh. which I used to be my husband's in my office, but now it's mine. I'm afraid I have eminent domained it. You, and you co-opted it. <laughs> I did. I took. I, I gradually took it over, and my awards, my Agatha Teapots and the Emmys, are on all the Mary Higgins Clark Award, um, all in a built-in bookshelf in my office. And on, as I was saying, you know, on my days when I think, oh my golly, I can't do this, or whose idea was this, or this is never going to work, I, I do look at those and think, you know. Don't panic. This is going to be fine. It's always fine. And it's just one step at a time. I don't, you know, you panic when you're writing. Your brain yeah. sort of seizes, you know, it just seizes up. And, and, and that spirals into whatever, whatever it can spiral into. But I'm, I just don't let that happen. I just laugh. I think, you know, you you say this every time. You panic every time. And what yeah. happens after the panic? After the panic comes the solution every time. Right, right. You know, um, it, you said something that kind of ticked my interest here. You said 11 books, almost 12. So I want to know, <laughs> curious listeners want to know, What's next for Hank Philippi Ryan? <laughs> Pam, you're, you are you are you are such a reporter. You are such a reporter. You're so I, I am I am in the final stages, um, the copy edits. I'm I'm in the stages uh, of copy editing now. Copy editing now, where I'm trying to figure out whether to change a character's name. You know, down to that level. Um, of my twelfth book, which I will 
tell you is called The First to Lie, and it Ooh. comes out in August. I I am so excited about it. I mean, The Murder List, you know, I love it's. I think it's um, – a spectacular success. I mean, I I look yes. at that. Sometimes I just I'll I'll tell you that I I sneak open a page of the book. I'll just open it. Build, <laughs> build, build. <laughs> I think, oh, I wrote that. That's you know good. I guess I was having a good day that day. Um, so I'm thrilled with that. Black is coming out, and the paper Black is coming out, and I'm still on tour for the murder list. Um, mm-hmm. Very excited about that, but. The First to Lie is next, my 12th book, which is just outrageous to think of when I think how I worried that I would never be able to write one book. And now to have this happen is really quite jaw-droppingly astonishing. But The First to Lie is different. You know, what? my books are twisty, turny, cat-and-mouse yes. games. And the yes. key is which character is the cat and which character is the mouse. Yes. And you know, I, I find that, that to be so. Every time I read one of your books, I am I'm always excited to to <laughs> to try to figure out the ending, and I'm ultimately always wrong. So Good. there is that. You know, I'm I'm and and you know. Uh, mysteries and murderers that's the genre i'm interested in so um i'm ultimately always wrong um can you give us a little hint about the, what the book is about um sure because it's you pam um no, the thing I about you. the thing about a cat and mouse game and where you don't know who's the cat it's really fascinating to write and what you said was interesting because my readers are smart they do yes. have expectations about yes. what's going to happen and what the writer is doing and write, writerly techniques. I mean, you know that. We all watch yes. TV and we all watch movies. And we say, and I'll say to my husband, oh, someone's going to drown. And he'll say, why would you say that? And I say, well, there's a <laughs> lake. You know, there's a lake. They wouldn't put a lake if it didn't mean something. So we're right. all tuned into that. So I love to embrace my readers' expectations of the mystery, thriller, suspense, psychological suspense, that that's what I write, psychological suspense. I know. So the, so the first to lie um, sort of plays on how each of us is who we are because of who we tell ourselves we are. And uh-huh. a, young woman, a young woman realizes that she just someone else she maybe can get the revenge that she is after she has been betrayed by her family um, when she was younger and is now out to get revenge and what she doesn't know is that in her world right now she's not the only one who's trying to get revenge so we have one daughter of privilege one glamorous social wannabe, one determined reporter who gets in too far, and one new widow who has to decide on her new reality. And the question is, which of those will be the first to lie? I love this. (laughs) I love the sound of this one. Now, you know... 
when I was reading your article today from from Career Authors, you were talking about don't make your books too new, too unique, where it turns um, an editor or an agent off. But you know something, your books are unique, but they're unique and relatable enough for for anyone who loves a good twisty tourney to go ahead and pick up and read. So kudos to you, Hank Phillippe Ryan, for being so brilliant. You know, someone said, and I love this, someone said that your, my books are all different, but they have the Hank DNA. They are. I, I they, just, it's true. I stood and applauded. I, I mean, I think it is the cat and mouse game and how in yeah. our lives, depending on who we are, either we're the cat or we're the mouse. Each person could be the cat or the mouse. And the cat. Well, you know, I, I, I like to say sometimes you're the windshield and sometimes you're the bug. <laughs> well, that is true. That is, that is completely true. <laughs> Hank, um, I know that you're going to be doing a signing in Boston. Is it with, um, with J.T. Ellison? J.T. Ellison and I are going to be together at two events love coming her. up in the next couple of weeks. I, well, what a good combination we are. Yes, I'm not you even are. sure what we I, I can't wait to, to talk with her about her new book, Good Girls Lie. She's amazing. Yes, she um, is. Uh, our our review team has reviewed the book and loved it. As a matter of fact, the, the uh, book festival I was telling you about, she was down here a couple of years ago. We had such a riot together. So um, uh, I'm hoping that you're going to have a great time and a good turnout. Will you please tell everyone where they can find your events on your website? Yes, I've cleverly put I think you'll be able to figure this out. I've cleverly put it on my website, which is www.hankphilippyryan.com, and then you click on events. So I've tried to make it as easy as I possibly can um, for people to find me. You know, this interviewing other authors like JT has been such a fun, extra um, joy for me. I've interviewed Dan Brown now and Harlan Cohen and just a whole raft of amazing authors so well then you have to come back on patterson james patterson at bouchercon oh that's right i remember that yes you you have to come back on this show and interview someone you be the guest host and interview them oh no i'm not that interesting i'm not that interesting how many authors have you interviewed oh about 1500 but I've actually okay, been interviewed can... on two shows. <laughs> I'm not that interesting, really. But we'll pick somebody really wonderful, and you'll come back and you'll ad- be the guest host. I would adore you to do that, and I would be honored. Thank you. Thank you so much. So this is the wonderful Hank Philippi Ryan. She's a dear friend. We've known each other for years and years. The book is The Murder List. Go to her website so you know, and you're looking around next August when the new book is going to come out. Hank, thank you so much. I'm sure our paths will be crossing again sometime soon. But um, and thank you so much for Facebook. always coming. Thank I you. Know. People find me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I'm there way too often, and I'd love to chat with everyone. Thank you so much for being with me. My pleasure, as always. Okay, thank you. And I want to thank listeners for being with me tonight. And thank you, Mom and Dad. Happy New Year, everyone, and I'll see you later. (laughs) 